Hi, and welcome to the New Moms Club podcast, where we talk all things motherhood, don't take ourselves too seriously, and obviously, have a real good time. It's the New Moms Club, but for all moms, where we love to talk about being moms. Hey, New Moms Club, it is so good to be with you. I'm Lonnie. I have some awesome guests with us here today, welcoming them into the club. They're great because they're good friends of mine. They're best friends themselves. And also what makes them really special is we were all pregnant together. (laughs) So I've known, first one is Faith. I've known her since, I don't know, I was still in college. (laughs) So it's been, I don't know how many years, almost a decade. Yeah, so Faith, hey she's guys. here. Yes, we love her. Met her at church, and then Callie. Hi. We love Cal Cal. We met also through church. Yeah. Just serving in women's ministry. Yeah. And I didn't work really... down the hall from each other for a while. Yeah, that was when we really got to know each other. Yep. I didn't really serve in women's ministry. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took credit for that, and I didn't need to. <laughs> but yeah, they're my friends, and we all got pregnant at the same time. Not, not on purpose. Not on purpose, <laughs> which we will definitely hit on, but it was such a blast. But we're here to talk to you guys about kind of pregnancy, the transition into becoming a mom. Well, Callie was already a mom, which we can talk about later too, but she'd never gone through birth. Yeah. Pregnancy and birth. So we kind of did all of that together all at the same time, and I won't ruin the story, the surprise for how close our daughters are in age. <laughs> But we do all have girls, and they're amazing. Like I said earlier, my daughter's name is Ava. Evie. Faith has Evie. And I have Campbell. Oh, my gosh. And they're just amazing. We're all obsessed with all of them, and it's the best thing ever. So, okay, I want to talk about how you guys found out that you were pregnant. And Callie, do you want to start with that first? Yeah, I can, uh, since I was the first one that found out. Yes. Um, So we had battled with infertility for several years before and um, started taking some fertility medication. And so we were very much trying and uh, very much monitoring the situation. So we found out um, and came back on a blood test that I was pregnant and uh, then it came back that she w- had possibly miscarried and had to wait two weeks for more lab work. And after that, we found out that she was still with us. And so um, all of that happened in a doctor's office, not in the typical way you would find out at home. I still remember you like kind of getting the faint line yeah. on a pregnancy test and telling us. So we were, it was after a meeting at church mm, and then yeah. <laughs> you told us, I think I'm pregnant. And like all three of us just screamed in a circle, but like tightly holding each other so no one would hear us. <laughs> but also I blame Callie for me getting pregnant. Yeah, sorry about that. Actually, <laughs> I'm not sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> it was literally all her fault. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, it. the baby fever. Yeah, I was like thinking about it. And then she was like, do you know how many things have to go right for you to get pregnant? It's a literal miracle. And so I was like, oh, Okay, whatever. Throw caution to the wind. It's only going to happen if Jesus wants it to happen. And then he did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then, Faith, you found out next, I think. Yeah, I found out (laughs) a week after Callie. I think that's right, right? So in uh, 2021, there was a massive snowstorm that happened. And it was the weekend before the snowmageddon. Hit. Why am I saying? 
That was when we got pregnant. Yeah. So uh, I got pregnant February 13th. I still know. We all kind of know a little bit uh, more details than I guess a lot of people do sometimes. Um, but my husband and I were not trying. Um, I mean, we were not not trying, but we weren't trying. Um, but I had felt like in the fall of that year or the year before that I just had a word from the Lord just about birth control, which is probably a whole other conversation in general. But um, I just felt really funky on the birth control I was on and um, just had a conversation with my husband and um, got a word from the Lord and so felt just kind of some peace to get off that birth control. And um did a little bit more of some natural family planning. So when we got pregnant and my period didn't happen like that day, I knew I was pregnant. Whoa. And so I <laughs> took a test. Well, so I used to be a youth pastor and uh, I knew on a Wednesday that it was happening or like, oh my gosh, I think I'm pregnant. And I had to teach that night. And so I was like, I'm not taking a test. This is going to mess <laughs> me up. I'm going to be thinking about that and freaking out instead of like actually teaching. And so I waited till the next morning at 630 in the morning. I took a test and my husband was right there with me in the bathroom. And it was like, OK, here we go. And so it was like certain from immediately then. So it was like a week after. I think you had told us you were pregnant. And then we found out we were pregnant. And I told you pretty quickly. Yeah. I after think, that. Well, I think we were going we were, to, yeah, to a we Mexican were restaurant. Yeah, we go to a Mexican restaurant. And I picked you up and... <gasps> Yes. I was sitting in my car in your driveway and I texted you and I just said here and you sent me back a picture of pregnancy <laughs> test and I bounded out of the car she up did. the stairs to her porch into her house and I was like, what? And <laughs> yeah. then I had to go to the Mexican restaurant where neither of us could, could drink. Well, and I thought alcohol. I was pregnant and I didn't drink either. So <laughs> all she just said she was doing it as a cover up for me. <laughs> yeah, because we knew you were pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, it was a cover-up for herself. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so Faith found out on a Thursday, Friday, yeah. and then I found out the Sunday after that, so that same weekend. <laughs> John and I, we had, like, kind of... I mean, we were, I guess, we did it intentionally. We were like, okay, let's see if we're going to get pregnant. And we had been natural family planning for two years, I think, at that point, and, like... But we were just always very careful, like on the day I was ovulating, we weren't, he wouldn't even look at me. And so <laughs> he was like, no, no, no. So anyway, we, uh, we, it happened and I thought I was pregnant because my boobs hurt really bad. And that was like the first time that they had really, really hurt. I remember I came home from work one day and took my bra off and I was like, ow. And then someone wow. was like, I'm pretty sure that means you're pregnant. And I was like, Ooh some strong hormones it was like they like felt like they were gonna fall off and i had been taking these pregnancy tests like the ones that you like that are paper that are really thin yeah the cheapy ones yeah the cheapy ones you get like 700 for ten dollars yeah all day massage. yeah absolutely <laughs> and then the pretty pink package and they were all saying that i wasn't pregnant so i'd been taking them i even took it the day we went to the mexican restaurant and it said i wasn't pregnant but my husband was out of town on a hunting trip and so i was like okay i'm not gonna worry about it because it wasn't like time yet, technically, because they say you're supposed to wait a certain amount of time before you can take a pregnancy test and it'd be accurate. Anyway, so after church on Sunday, I told John, I was like, he was going to go pick us up some lunch. I said, okay, I'm going to take the pregnancy test. So, you know, see you when you get home. And he was like, okay. <laughs> 
And I remember I took a digital one and I just sat there and then it said pregnant. And I was like, no, like I was, I literally just started cackling because I was like, this can't be real. (laughs) And I like, literally, I didn't, I don't process information well. So I literally am just laughing. Like some people cry. It's a really special moment for them. I'm just cackling saying no. It's okay. Totally valid. (laughs) Yeah. And John came home and I was like, I just showed him the pregnancy test and he said, well, it's been nice knowing you. And then jetted for the door. That's literally how he reacted. (laughs) It was a joke, but that's what my husband does in tender moments. He cracks a joke. (laughs) But anyway, so then I found out and Callie was still in the phase where she was, they, she'd, they had told her that maybe she had miscarried. Yeah. And so we like thought Mm -hmm. she was pregnant, but then maybe wasn't when I found out I was pregnant. And I think the same for you. Now I don't know. Yeah, no, we were all still, I was still in the thick of that. Yes. Because it was like a mm-hmm. week or two oh, week yeah, time yeah. span between blood tests that had to happen. Right. And so Callie, I remember, came to my office because I had told her I thought maybe I was pregnant. And so she sat down in my office and she was like, so are you pregnant? And I lied to her and I said, no, I'm not. Because I didn't know how to like tell mm-hmm. her that I was pregnant when she didn't know if she was or wasn't. And and so then you I looked at I, me. Yeah. And you were like, you can say it. Well, I think I just looked at her and I said, hey, I need you to know if you're pregnant, I want you to tell me because I have the capacity to grieve for myself and hold joy for you at the same time. Mm-hmm. And Which is the most beautiful me, thing. And she said, okay, because I am. And I thought, <laughs> I thought she was saying, because I am like afraid. And I said, well, you don't need to be. And she said, no, I am pregnant. <laughs> and then Callie like screamed, lost Yeah, it. if you need somebody to be real happy for your major life moments, hi, I'm your girl. Yo, it was the nicest thing ever. And I remember just feeling so like, I still can't believe my news, but can't believe my friend would be this awesome. And... Was it that day that we all had lunch together? Now I don't remember. Yes, I think we went to the Vietnamese. We've been going to a lot of uh, <laughs> cultural restaurants we're together. Ca- we're some cultural gals. Uh, we went to the Vietnamese restaurant. Yeah, so Callie knew Faith was pregnant and she knew I was pregnant. But Mine Faith- was the same though with her. Yeah. Whenever I found out I was pregnant was the same conversation had happened because we weren't like actively trying, but we weren't, again, not trying. But Callie, whenever she started the process, she looked at me because of what she has walked through for years and watched other friends get pregnant and stuff. She was so kind and was like, I want you to tell me, like, I love you. (laughs) I want you to tell me. And so she was the first person I wanted to make sure to tell because she was walking through all of that. And so I didn't want her to find out secondhand. I wanted her to hear from me. I wanted it to be something that we could share in the midst of the tension of what always going on. And it was super sweet and crazy all at the same time. And then when y'all told each other, I had gotten up to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. And then I came back to y'all hugging and laughing, and um, I didn't get to see that happen. Well, she well, told me. Well, yeah. When so I went happened, to the bathroom. Well, because so Callie knew Faith was pregnant. She knew I was pregnant, but she didn't. And I had to sit she at that Vietnamese restaurant eating pho, thinking, <laughs> these two girls are pregnant, and I know, but they don't know. And they don't know that I know that they know. So Callie got up to go pee, and I turned to Faith. It, because I, I wasn't sure I was going to tell Faith. And then just something came over me and I was like, I'm just going to tell her. And I and I just turned to Faith and I said, I'm pregnant. And she looked at me and she said, no, you're not. And I said, oh, I am. I really am. <laughs> and then you said, me too. <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing. Like, 
it was such a crazy surprise. Yeah. It was like a really, it's the only time like Me Too sounds very, I don't know, like so shared. Yeah. But so cool. Anyway, it was fun. And then you walked back out and you're like, praise God. That's what it seemed like. You're like, praise Lord, I don't have to keep a secret. I'm a great secret keeper, but I don't, that was a hard one. (laughs) So we were all pregnant at the same time and all one week apart. So Callie was first and then a week later, Faith, and then a week later, me. And it was nuts. (laughs) Totally nuts. Who knew? Who freaking knew? Not us. You want to deal with one woman with raging pregnant hormones, get three friends together who are all due at the same time with raging <laughs> pregnant hormones. I thought we did great. We did though. really well. Okay. So <laughs> what was your favorite part about being pregnant with friends? Oh, sharing the things that were going on with your body. My gosh. Or the craving, uh, cravings or lack thereof, all the stuff that like people tell you about, about pregnancy. It's like, you believe some of it, but then some of it doesn't happen to you. So like having yes. people you can like go back and forth with and go, is this happening to you? Like, this is not something I'm experiencing. Like for me, I didn't experience any type of real craving. There was I stuff I, I like loved hamburgers, like the first two weeks of pregnancy. And then I was like sick and done. But I just being able to like listen to the things that each of you were like experiencing, I think it helped balance out like okay, I'm not crazy. This isn't the greatest, like it made it much better to be pregnant with friends because let's be honest, everybody. If you're the person (laughs) that loves being pregnant, amen. Yay for you. But bless you. Love that journey for you. Oh, it was so not great. And so being able to have people that you could like commiserate with the whole time for nine months. Great. Oh, that was, that was so awesome. Nice. I think it was also really helpful that none of us loved being pregnant. Yeah, that yes. too. I, looking back now, I miss it, but which is ridiculous. But I don't miss it. I'm, I miss like the product of it. Like, yes, the I miss newborn. having a baby bump. Mainly because I, I don't <laughs> have to I suck in my stomach That's anymore. True. <laughs> That's true. I've never felt more beautiful than when I had a, yeah, a baby bump. Than when people loved for me to be fat. Yeah. <laughs> And people <laughs> championed it. And now, not so much. They're like, Callie, girl, you eat that donut. donut and that Thursdays. was, we all know that's the thing I love the most, even before pregnancy, but man, especially during pregnancy. Donut Thursdays, every Thursday morning. Do- yeah. I had a donut waiting for me because Callie brought it for donut me. Donut Thursday, yeah. It's a bad thing with that. Uh, what's that place called? Moved down the street from South Campus. Yeah, my favorite donut so store in Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was really good. Callie, was that the same for you? or do you Yeah, I think it would be the same. I think it's also really sweet that um, we all experienced our first mm-hmm. pregnancies and birth together. Like, it's yeah. not... It like, wasn't like your seventh. Yeah. We were all, <laughs> we were all newbies. You? Yeah. What? We were all newbies. Yeah, like, all of us had no grid for what was right. happening. We had no clue, like, how to handle things, what was happening to our bodies, all of it. And so it was just really sweet to be able to say, like, this is what's going on in a really raw way. And people be able to be like, yeah, me too. In our baby mama's group text. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. After we left our lunch at the Vietnamese restaurant, I created a group text that says that's called baby mamas. Yeah. And And we still have it. Yeah. It's pinned at the top of my text messages. Me too. Me too. Oh, no. Faith, that's so rude. Right now, Pin guys. it right now. <laughs> it's like the second one on my phone. Um, 
Yeah, I think for me, that's probably the same. I also really love that you are already a mom, Callie, because yeah. so Callie adopted. <laughs> I was going to say, but I should talk about <laughs> that. Yeah, Callie adopted a beautiful boy, River. Yeah. From Ukraine. Yeah. And so she was already a mom. And I felt like that really helped kind of settle me because you, I was so honest with how I was feeling. I really did not want to get pregnant. Well, I mean, like I wanted to get pregnant. I wasn't sure about feeling how I was felt about being a mom. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, I don't know if you remember this, when I went to your office like a week later and I was like, I think I made a mistake. Like, I'm freaking out about being a mom. And you were like, well, it's too late to take it back now, Lonnie. You're going to have to suck it up. (laughs) Also, if you need somebody to be real honest with you. (laughs) That's what I need. And so it was just nice because, like, I feel like Faith and I really got to, like, be like, here's what we're feeling. And you were like, well, I saw on TikTok this. Or you could just be like, I knew this. Once again. So it was, yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing. We got to just be honest with each other. But it was just so nice to, like, Literally, you guys knew exactly what I was going through. And that and is so And it wasn't so even rare. like, oh, I went through that a couple months ago. It's no, like, it no, like, it's yesterday, all yesterday. <laughs> at the same time. Your baby's an apricot, mine's a plum, and the pineapple. Like, yeah. you're all right there. <laughs> the fruits. <laughs> okay, least favorite part of being pregnant with friends. Oh. Um, shall we say it on three? One, two, three, everybody thinking, thinking we, did it on oh, purpose. we did it on purpose. Oh, gosh, that was the worst. I remember anytime someone said, oh, you guys are all pregnant at the same time. And I was like, yeah, but it wasn't on purpose. Like, I would just like lead with it. Yeah, you would like have to preface because it. Because I didn't want people thinking like, oh, they're just all good friends. They got pregnant right. together. Like, ew. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's weird. <laughs> Callie always joked that like we just sent a text all at the same time. Like, OK, now's the day. Now. Get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, if it was only that easy. <laughs> we'll do that for the next round. But right, uh, we'll try that We one. didn't do it for the first time. <laughs> Maybe we'll have three boys. You know there are people out there that do that, though. That's insane. Sorry. There no, no, we're not. Be. I'm not judging. That's great for you and your friends. <laughs> we don't do that here. We welcome all people. <laughs> I've seen, like, a lot of sisters, like, on social media yeah. that have been pregnant around the same time. I mean, that's like, I mean, I would love to be pregnant at the same time yeah, as my like twins. Yeah. But I don't know that like, I would like purposely do that. Yeah. I don't know how, ma- how much of it was planned and how much yeah. is just chance. So yeah, that like part us. was super duper weird. Okay. So birth plans. Yeah. I have Did one. any of us have a birth according to our birth no. plans? No. Ours are crazy. So do we want to do birth? St- we can do birth stories and birth plans kind of at the same time. So, Callie was supposed to be first, so you, you can start if you want. Yeah, and Faith was talking. No, oh, okay. go ahead. Go ahead, Faithers. Um, so, do I talk about birth plan or birth story? Whatever you want. Mm, so. Just kind of do both. So, I, th- I think I thought I was a prepared human being, like a put together. <laughs> you are. Sure. <laughs> I think motherhood kind of throws that for you or throws you for a loop with that and like I I feel like I've adjusted a lot because I think like I had these ideas I feel like so many people communicate like you need to do all of these things um these are the things that need to go in the box that make it look like okay I'm a pregnant woman and this is how this is what equals a pregnant woman um or this is what motherhood looks like right yeah and um so like Callie's the most prepared I think out of all of us (laughs) for like with knowledge of a ton of stuff mm-hmm. um she likes to collect knowledge i feel like makes me feel safe right 
Um, and so I had heard people use the, like this term birth plan. Um, and so I was like, <laughs> it was one day I was like, Gray, which is my husband, do you think that we should, uh, have a birth plan? <laughs> I was like, should we like prepare it all? You know, like, I don't know. I don't know what's supposed to go into it. And so I like Googled birth plan, to, like find out. And I texted Callie and I was like, so what am I supposed to do? Cause she had like hinted at this thing. She sent me a picture of what her gyno or OBG, whatever, same thing. Um, did like gave her and I was like oh crud like I don't have all of this I'm not ready I'm not prepared um and so I had like this whole thing that I went through I like walked through all the stuff that was on Callie's list and then I like looked up all of this other information just to make sure and so then I walk into my doctor's office and they're like well do you trust me or do you not trust me (laughs) like Basically, like, this idea of, like, you chose me to be your OBG. And so if you chose me, you have to have chosen me for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the case, do you trust me whenever we get into that room that everything's going to be okay um, and that I'll make the right and necessary calls? And so I think um, part of me, like, wanted to be a control freak and, like, do things, like, I'd always dreamed about doing things, like, the most natural way. um, And let's sidebar that. Right. I thought I was going to be like this hoss of a woman. Okay, but you still were. <laughs> okay. Yes, at some level. But I thought like before I got pregnant, I thought I'm going to go to a birthing center. I'm not going to ever do an epidural. I'm going to go through this whole process wow. and it's going to be so amazing. I'm going to eat the most healthy foods throughout my pregnancy. Like all of it. Right. And I was such a wimp. It felt like, <laughs> like give me all the fast food. <laughs> Because I just couldn't do with any, like, normal healthy food. Um, And then, like, the birthing plan, there was stuff that I thought that was great. But I think, like, just because someone else tells you that it's good or healthy doesn't necessarily mean that it's right for you and in your process. And so there was stuff that I thought, like, which I still think is cool. And I might do in my next pregnancy. But don't knock me anyone on the other side. Um, But, like, like taking care and keeping your placenta afterwards um, and like doing it in pill form, things like that. Like that was like on my birth plan was like, (laughs) and honestly, like I had the papers in my uh, diaper bag and never took them out Um, because I think literally once you get in there and some people are way different, but for me, I have learned about myself that I'm a lot more carefree when it comes to, like going into mom mode is like, I just want to make sure my girl's like safe. Yeah. I want to make sure that she's healthy and there's all these other factors that can like dictate or try to dictate how the process is going to go. But at the end of the day, like I just need to make the best choice for her and for me and not get hung up on all of these other details that may or may not be great right Right. like because people women for centuries have been having babies right and some people have done things this super holistic natural way and then some people haven't and babies have been great throughout Mm -hmm. the whole process and so um so my birthing plan stayed in the backpack and my doctor which is one of your doctors was not there whenever (laughs) I had my birth he was so so sad (laughs) Uh, so do, I guess I just talked about my birthing plan instead of my that's good. pregnancy. Yeah, that's great. Or birth. We you can talk about the birth, my birth Okay, we can talk about birth later. Yeah. Um, Mine's a whole story, man. 
Yeah. All of them are all stories. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, I think I feel really similar in that I had all of these thoughts of like what I wanted. And even like a couple of years ago when I would think about like, oh, when I get pregnant, what do I want? It was very much like the natural way and really would have loved to do a home birth. Mm. Um, and then I got pregnant and then I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, I can't take it back. She has to come out of me somehow. <laughs> yes. And that is really throws you for a loop. Yes. Like I remember laying maybe on my couch or something and she's like rolling in my tummy. And I was like, Shh. you know, it's like a week or so before I'm her due date. And um, I'm thinking one way or another, she has to come out of my body. She doesn't. There's no other way. Right. It's so easy and fun for them to get in. Right. <laughs> and the nine, <laughs> months, the nine months is great. Yeah. I mean, I mean eh, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. Because there's no, like, expectation. Right. Like, I just ate donuts and... <laughs> and like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but then comes the time when they're supposed to come out of your body and that's real scary. And so um, the thought of having a home birth or anything like that went out the window real fast. Mm -hmm. And um, so then I... I think I kind of thought like originally my birth plan was that I would like try to go as long as I could without an epidural just because of the statistics of like being able to progress quicker and all of that kind of stuff. I wanted to like be at home as much as I could, go to the hospital as late as possible, all that kind of stuff just so that I could just be at my house, that kind of thing. Um, but that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> I'm laughing at the stay at the house as long as possible. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> See, I had no birth plan at all. You just said, we're going to wing it, baby. Kind of like when you got pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am probably one of the most type A people I know. But when it came to getting pregnant, getting not pregnant, I like <laughs> really, not pregnant. I did not. I was so like, eh, whatever happens, happens. So much so that, like, I asked my gynecologist, I was like, okay, do I need a birth plan? Because he's who I asked first. John and I just sat in the doctor's appointment and we're like, okay, do we right. need this or not? And he was like, nah. nah. And I was like, great. <laughs> because I didn't want to, like, really think about it. My mom had had three C-sections. And so I was fine with, like, the idea of having a C-section. I liked the concept of, like it being scheduled and I knew when it would happen or not happen, the not knowing freaked me out more than anything because I am such a planner. And so the not knowing side of having the baby naturally was stressing me out. But I did want to at least try. And so that's what I told my doctor. I was like, if it comes to it and like we have to have a C-section, it's I'm not going to throw a fit. Like I'm not going to be that person. But also... I do want to do as much like the best I can to try to have the baby naturally because I was so afraid of the recovery process with having a C-section. And so that was really what was driving me. And so since we were like doing this, the natural, you know, that was kind of what I thought I was going to do. I was going to maybe try not to do an epidural just because I had heard all like all my friends other than you guys are. Well, you guys are pretty crunchy, too. They're pretty Man, crunchy. I'm like pretty silky. 
<laughs> I try well, to be with crunchy. Birth, with birth, you were. Yeah, I try to be, but. I was pretty crunchy during birth. Yeah, you were super yeah, you crunchy. Were. Pretty far. You wouldn't have a home birth. Yeah, but once again, when it comes down to it, nah, pretty silky. <laughs> so, I remember that. <laughs> so, I mean, all of them had told me that it was so powerful and empowering to just have your baby without an epidural. Yeah, like so, I love the idea of it, but then the execution is right, so real scary. scary. So anyway, I around 32, 34 weeks thought my water was breaking and was in Dallas actually for a trip, had just arrived in Dallas. My husband was supposed to meet me there. We were like on this big like pastor's retreat with the church. Faith was there too and thought my water broke, freaked the heck out and then called my doctor on a Sunday afternoon. I was like, hi, I'm in Dallas and I think maybe my water just broke. And he said, sorry, but you're gonna have to drive back to Abilene. (laughs) And so I got back in the car. My husband was coming from a retreat like to the conference and we like met halfway through and hopped in the car. It was the whole crazy thing. Got to the ER, I was having major contractions, but was not actually in active labor. So they sent me back home. And then um, when I hit around 37 weeks, I my baby was breech. And so that stunk because I was, well, I mean, did it stink? I don't know. I was just kind of like, okay, what am I going to do? And so my doctor presented me with the uh, opportunity to do the, is it ECV? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? to do the ECV procedure or not. And so John and I had to kind of wait because there are some risks with it, but he had never had any issues with it. I mean, my doctor is like incredible. I can't say enough about him. So he had never had any issues with it. He, it, it's all done in, in a delivery room. So they take really good care of you. It's just painful. And so I had been also been going to a chiropractor at the time. So he tried to move Ava and adjust her and that was so painful. But that didn't work either. So then we set up the ECV and I put my hospital bag in the car just in case because after the procedure, they monitor you for six hours because it can induce labor. And so anyway, we went. I freaking killed it at that, which shocked me. How shocked are we all? Because I'm a wimp. Uh, I am shocked. No, but out of the three of us, I'm for sure the biggest wimp. A hundred percent. Yeah. And so, no, it's so true. I'm, yeah. So true. And so I laid down, they did the ECV and I didn't scream at once. I just like breathed really deep. And my doctor and his nurse were like, you are the toughest woman that has ever done this. And I don't know if they were just smoke, blowing smoke up my butt, but literally John. We should get you a t-shirt. I know, right? The toughest woman. (laughs) And John could literally see Ava's body as they're like trying to move her uh down to the correct position and my doctor wasn't able to flip her and so he was like well you know what stinks for you is that like childbirth would have been a breeze (laughs) because this is normally worse than that and I was like John was like oh great so then we scheduled my c-section was going to be like for two weeks after that or something no, I don't remember. And they kept me from monitoring and my blood pressure, which had been high my whole pregnancy, through the roof, like just crazy through the roof. And I had just been lying down the whole day. And so we went back and forth on whether or not it was going to be the day to have Ava. And I remember just crying because at that point it was, I mean, I was afraid of the recovery, but then I also was just so terrified to be a mom. And I didn't think that was the day it was going to happen. Yeah, you and, weren't prepared. No. And it's like, I was supposed to be the last one out of all three of us. Right. And so... And here you were going to be the first. Right. Which my doctor was so funny. 
because he was like, so wait, lame. we were in third place, right? right? And I was like, yeah, we were in third place. He said, and we're coming in first because he knew we were all pregnant at the same time. And I said, yeah, we're coming in first. He goes, that's awesome. I like to win. <laughs> and I was like, you're literally someone else's doctor. <laughs> He's he, my doctor too. Yeah, you, he got first and third. Yeah, there you go. But um, anyway, so we ended up having a C-section that day and it was so not how I wanted to do it, but I ended up having a great experience. And turns out recovery is chef's kiss. Like they have new drugs that like came out in the last two years. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. And like, yeah. I was like up and walking. I was fine. My mom who had had three C-sections was like, how are you doing this good? Yeah. Like you should be in bed. And literally I was, I felt amazing. Like like yeah, I that, didn't even have that abdominal block will do it for oh you. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Praise God. Yeah. And I some of my friends who had natural births like couldn't walk still two weeks after because they had to get stitches and stuff. So I turned to my mom and was like, I think I lucked out on this one. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so I ended up having a really good experience other than just being like so exhausted. And then when I met Ava, I was so delirious and out of it because I'd been at the hospital for 12 hours and it was just crazy. But yeah, that's how Baby number one came into this world. Baby number two. <laughs> okay. Campbell. Here we go. <laughs> that child. Uh, she was head down until um, 39 weeks. And then she decided, hey, let's throw our mom, who is a planner, for a loop. <laughs> and um, then she decided to uh, turn breach and was up in my, her little head was up in my ribs. And so I had gone to my 39 week appointment and, um, was only dilated to a one and like 50% effaced and not progressing really like we were thinking that I would. Um, and so then it was also discovered that she was breech at that time when, when my doctor did my check. And so they did a like a sonogram just to confirm. And so she said, Hey, let's, that was on a Monday, um, on a Wednesday, she, where she sent me home and said like, these are your options, but you can go home and try all of the old wives tale things. So, um, I was literally like, I went, I scheduled a chiropractor appointment. They got me in like that day. Yeah. Um, he was I good did, at that. Yeah. He was amazing. Um, I did all of the things at one point I was laying upside down on a tilted ironing board um, <laughs> to try to get that baby to spin. There's a whole website about it. Um, yes. <laughs> anyways, she didn't want to. So we went back Wednesday for a recheck and she was still Which breached. was the day I was in the hospital. Yes, it was the day that Lonnie was in the hospital having her baby. <laughs> I was at the hospital <laughs> at the doctor's office getting rechecked. And so at that point she said, my doctor said, so these are your options. We can do the version, which is the ECV that Lonnie had. Um, we can like kind of wait and see if maybe she'll turn. But the problem was, was my doctor was going out of town to a conference that Faith's doctor uh -huh. was also going to. <laughs> I didn't know that they were both. Yeah, out. same. same yeah, conference. and so there was. It was like three or four days until yes, she was, was. going to go, yeah. and so she was like, "So if you have a baby between now and then, that's great. Or maybe you hold off and <laughs> you just have her once I get back. Or maybe you go into day. labor while I'm gone and you have somebody else." Right. And I 
just that didn't sound fun. Right. And so um, she said, we can wait, we can do the ECV, or we can just go ahead and schedule a C-section. And so my husband and I, she was incredible. She sat there with us literally for like 45 minutes, just talking through all the options. And we really didn't feel super peace about the ECV. We knew what had happened with Lonnie like a couple of hours before that it didn't work. And she had told us, she was like, Hey, it's just money down the it drain. Only, it only it works work. in like maybe 50% of first time moms. And that's like a really good statistic. So it just didn't feel peaceful to do that. And she said, you know, if it doesn't work, you're going to end in a C-section anyways. And so I think for me, I just really felt like if I'm going to have to have a C-section, I want it to be on my terms. Yeah. And I didn't want, like, if I'm going to have to do it, I wanted to be able to, like, not be panicked about it or right. whatever it is. Like, just knowing my personality, I needed to be able to process and feel more in control about it, right. I guess. And so... um Anyways, we just decided we would have a C-section. And so that was on a Wednesday. And she said, how does 11 a.m. tomorrow sound? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I thought, you know, I was thinking we have a couple of days, but we didn't. So uh, we went in, checked in. We were there for an hour. and then Pause. You sent us a picture. She's all dolled up, got her makeup on, did that, her hair. I was so jealous That was 100% that. the other reason why I said I'll take a plan so, C-section because that goes into my control things of like... It was so cute. At least I could have right. this, it looked you know, cool. yeah. whatever. Um, no, I was sweaty mess. <laughs> they were like, here you go. My <laughs> mascara was all over my face because I'd been crying about having a C-section. Yeah, but what we're not going to talk about is Wednesday night, I went home and I sat in Campbell's nursery while everybody was at my house, like trying to get stuff together. And I said, okay, I need a minute. And so I just went and I sat in Campbell's nursery for mm, about an hour and bawled my eyes out because oh, it was it. like, right. It's like these, like you had these expectations of what birth was going to look like and mm -hmm. it's completely different. And also just the thought of laying on a table awake while major surgery happens to you and you're baby gets taken out is real scary yeah at least for me it was yeah. terrifying the thought of it and so I didn't have time to think about it yeah I think I think that was the hard part was like right there's kind of perks either way is like mm -hmm. if it's scheduled you have a lot of time to be thinking out what's gonna happen um so anyways I we got to the hospital and hour later wheeled actually we did not wheel I walked from yeah. the check-in room to the OR. I did too. So Which weird. was so weird. They should tell you that they do that. Yeah. Because I, they were like, okay, let's go. You're going to walk. And I'm like, what? You walk yourself to your own OR. You, you walk, walk yourself into the OR. You climb up this oh, little no. tiny step stool. Yes. And then you sit on the edge of the... Um, Spread your gown open. Yeah. Babe. And my OB, she's the one, she literally hugged me from the front and talked me through the whole thing of getting oh, my spinal sweet. done. That's While I, sweet. I literally laid, she just said, lay your head on my shoulder. And I laid it on her shoulder and I cried the whole time. Oh, that is so sweet. And she's so kind. And, uh, anyways, and then she said, okay, lay back. And then they tilt your table back so that all of the medicine makes you go numb yes. and it's real scary. Yeah. So weird. I, I bawled. Yeah. That's when I cried. Yeah. Was when I like sat down on that OR table. Because and it becomes so yes, real. I just looked at John and we had like one of our good friends was my anesthesiologist. And so like 
you know, I just remember him being, I was trying to cover up my butt, you know, <laughs> and he was like, Lonnie, I'm so sorry, but you're going to have to open up your gown. And yeah. So, also, nobody talks I'm about just these, which you knew yours. So I feel like that's probably worse I knew than my being doctor a stranger. very well, my gynecologist very well. And I knew my anesthesiologist very well. His wife's one of my best friends. <laughs> but you just lay there. Yeah. Naked. Yes. From the waist down. Yes. And people are just like talking about sports. Lots yeah. People. Across They were talking from about each their other. trips because both of them were about to leave for right. a trip. And yeah. that's that's real awkward. Yeah. So that was, but that's when I cried. Also because I thought it, the OR was going to be like Grey's Anatomy where it's like pitch <laughs> it's a black in there with lives. just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's so Derek. light. Um, yeah. I thought it was going to be like black and dark with yeah. like some light and cozy. No, it's like stark Cozy. white. And I was like, oh, this it's is It's literally so... a spotlight on your junk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not your junk, it's your treasure. <laughs> Stop it, Faith, right now. <laughs> I've never. Okay, well, we digress. Faith, tell us about your birth story. Wait, so Campbell was born the day after Ava. Yeah, Campbell. Oh, I, yeah, I guess I should finish that. Campbell was born the day after Ava. But it took a little bit longer. Um, yeah, she was like wedged up in my ribs, like in a cheerleader pike position. Um, and they had to, they, my OB's, um, what is it called? Her nurse practitioner mm-hmm. is one of my friends. And she was in there in the C-section with us. And assisting my OB and she said that's literally one of the um like roughest c-sections I've ever been a part of they had to like dig her out of me basically which she is just disgusting and um they pulled her out and she was not breathing for a while and she was like very purple Ava too and um I remember being like shaken around uh-huh. and them talking to her. Well, it turns out they had, I couldn't feel it cause I was numb, but they had laid her on my legs to try to like get her to breathe. And it took a while. And that's when I kind of started losing. Yeah. It was like, please just breathe, just breathe. Yeah. And, um, finally she did. And then sh- they lifted her over the curtain for me to see her, which is not a large curtain, yes. by the way, yes, it is everyone. a very small curtain. The, the movies and the TV shows. It's wrong, baby. They lie. John watched the whole thing yeah they literally told my husband who's a firefighter and a paramedic they were like hey if you don't want to see this you, um, like you need to look at your wife the entire time and he said absolutely not i want to be a part of the whole thing yeah um but they lifted her over the little tiny baby curtain and um she looked very displeased with the situation <laughs> about being earthside all of it she was like this is not what it's cracked up to me so and then and then you got a charcuterie board. Yeah, they did bring me charcuterie. I did not get that. It wasn't really a charcuterie board. It was like maybe like an adult lunchable. But still. Got, yeah, I was starving. I was hungry. No Also, one long. thing that was really different, I think, for y'all, which was even different from y'all to me, but it was just different in general, just based on like what we're living in or what we have been living in, is like you had no visitors at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards, like... What was normal, it, that was one of the things that kind of felt strange was like, I think I always envisioned having family and friends be able to like come up and come into the hospital room and get to meet our girl. And that wasn't. We only had each other. We just went from yeah. our hospital rooms. <laughs> yeah. Lonnie came and visited me that night after I, you know, got stitched up and then up almost and all that. fainted because I was just holding Campbell, forgetting that I had just had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jeez. And then I was like, I need to give her back to you. And then I just sat down. <laughs> and then my husband had to walk her back to her room because I made him. But we all three delivered at the same hospital. And Lonnie and I, between like the week between our birth and Faith's birth, our hospital went from one visitor to two visitors, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so you were able to at least have somebody else. Yeah, I was. Yeah. So I was in between both of y'all. and Supposed to be in second was place. Was supposed to be in second place and became third place. <laughs> um, so for me, our doctor, Lonnie and I share the same doctor, and he had said like <laughs> before like the months even, like months earlier i was like you're gonna be here right <laughs> and he was like yeah, yeah totally and then like, like we got closer right 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 we got closer and he's like um well actually i'm gonna be out of town like and coming back the day that you're due i was like cool so in my mind i'm just like she's supposed to be due november 1st i'm keeping her in till november 1st like i'm crossing my legs whatever i need to do making sure till november 1st so he leaves and you guys already have your babies, which was awesome and cool. And also, I'll say this, being pregnant at the same time and me being in third place, I got to like hear the things that happened and what you guys went through. And so felt a little bit more prepared and not as scared going in to my journey, which was actually different hey, than yours. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my story actually is the day that Callie had Campbell, my husband was defending his dissertation <laughs> for his doctorate <laughs> the, the week before we had our girl. And then we had packed up our entire house because we were building a house at the time and we were supposed to be moving the weekend before we had her. So we were supposed to have her on a Monday and my parents came in and some people like we had it all planned that they were going to help us move on Friday and Saturday so that we could have Evie on Sunday or Monday. And it was going to be great. And <laughs> lo and behold, that did not happen. But Gray got to defend his dissertation. That was awesome. Um, and got to go visit Callie. I remember we went over to your house. Yeah. And then um, went into that week, like, pretty confident, pretty peaceful. Um, Honestly, right now, like, as I sit here and try to think about it all, it all feels like a blur. So, side note, if you do have a baby and you want to remember, you should write about it because remembering all the details and stuff is actually really hard. Yeah. Because there is this beautiful thing that the Lord does where he makes you forget all the painful stuff. Um, And so, on a Wednesday... So all of our stuff is packed in our house and we had like all of our um, baby stuff delivered to the house we were living in at the time. And so I had my rocking chair in the living room and thank God we had set it up because I was so eager to see it. Gray was like, can we just keep it in a box so we can move it easy? And I was like, no, I want to use it. So it was in our living room and um, I was getting so uncomfortable at night sleeping that I would have to sleep in the rocking chair because laying down just straight or on my side was like really uncomfortable. And so I had started to sleep in the rocking chair. And so on Wednesday night, I started to feel y'all had talked about Braxton Hicks. Yes. I didn't have what I recognized as Braxton Hicks. I think... That's one of the things you're like trying to figure out, like, what's Mm -hmm. happening with me? Is this a pain? Is this, what is this? 
And I don't feel like I actually like experienced pain until I went into active labor. Hmm. Like I feel like my contractions were like the first real signs of, hey, this is happening. There was no like heads up before. And so uh, Wednesday, I started to feel some pain. And I was like, mm, I'm going to start tracking. And Tuesday before, I think that's right. Tuesday before, no, Monday before, I had had my last appointment. And I was not dilated at all. I was maybe, I don't know, I don't remember like the effacement of stuff. I wasn't even at a one. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, totally going to make it. Like, mm-hmm. once he comes back, then we'll be fine. And so I was at a one. Or not at a one, sorry. At a nun. I was at a nun. (laughs) And uh, so on Wednesday, I started to feel all these pains. And um, it was uh, uncomfortable, to say the least. (laughs) We had some things that we still needed to do at our house. So we, like, were running some errands. Gray had, like taken off because I I could feel something was changing and so I wasn't feeling good I wasn't doing well in the house (laughs) like to do to like try to pack anything or anything of that sort and so um he was helping me around and uh all I can remember in the process is um that day we went to the house so that we could get our internet set up And I remember standing in the driveway, just holding on to the car because I was in so much pain and like it was coming in different moments, right? It's like the contractions come. And so we're just chilling, like taking our time in our neighborhood. And I'm just standing outside the car while Gray's inside doing some stuff and just having some contractions, you know, like, and it's getting, (laughs) they're getting more intense and more intense and more intense. And so we go to the hospital because I'm like, surely, like they feel like (laughs) dramatically, they feel like they're coming quicker than they really are. So you should time to make sure um, because your brain starts to go a little loopy. And we went to the hospital, went to the ER and uh, they're like, "Mm, you're at a two. We can't, we can't admit you. If you were at a three, I was like, are you kidding me? Can I go go sit in the parking (laughs) lot? Yeah, just give me 10 minutes. (laughs) Oh, so that was like it in the nighttime. So then I was literally like, like, what am I going to do? At two centimeters. Cool. Wait, so it was in the middle of the night? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like I had gone throughout the whole day and it was like pretty chill. Chill. Sure. Right, with contractions. Um. And I was like, surely, like, because you're having pain, you're like, surely something's happening down there, right? Right. And so when it was at a two, it was just really discouraging. I bet. And they gave me a shot, and I had this bruise on my butt, which lasted forever. But supposedly it was supposed to help take away some of the pain from the contractions. Not a lick. Not a lick. If they offer it to you, don't do it. Didn't do anything for me. So I went home and literally couldn't sleep the whole night just because they were they were becoming more and more intense. And so we just went throughout the next day, just still trying to literally. So Wednesday and Thursday, just pain, Oof. pain, 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 pain. And finally, I looked at Gray at probably like 8 p.m. that next night on Thursday and was like, these are two minutes apart. Or they, they had just started at two minutes apart. And yeah, I was like. I I don't think I can do this for yeah. much longer. And so um, he's like, are you sure? Like, 
because they had just hit two and he like wanted me to like wait like what Callie had said like I'm gonna stay at home as long as possible and they tell you to do that they don't want you to necessarily check in pretty quickly mainly because I wanted to eat snacks I wouldn't think about food I think the I should have I have all this advice for myself like eat a parting meal because you're not gonna be able to eat once you get into the hospital right so I should have eaten a more substantial meal than I did I had to fast Oh, yeah, before my ECV, so I didn't get to eat it all oh, or wow. drink water. Yikes. It was hard. So we, um, once it, once it like hit two minutes, I was like, let's go. We're going to the hospital. Nice. <laughs> I was done. I didn't even think like Callie did. I, sh- I even could have taken a shower, could have put some makeup on. Didn't even think about it. Cause it, again, it was like eight, nine going into the well, night. You also had been in labor for two days. That's true, but you look so good in your pictures. She looks so I was good. never in labor. <laughs> That's true. It's true. My brain was thinking differently. So we <laughs> right. get there and you again because of COVID, things are a little bit different. Like you don't go into the normal entrance. You have to right. go through the ER. They already knew who I was from the night before. Yeah. So they're like, are you here again? Are you ready to have a baby? And I was like, y'all need to get me back there because like, I can feel it. Cut the jokes. Get me <laughs> back said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll said, be I don't fast. care if I'm ready or not. We're doing it. <laughs> oh, God. Like, this is a little bit different the last... Because the night before, I was able to, like, stand up and be fine. Yeah. And they had gotten a wheelchair for me immediately. Thank yeah. God. Because they wheel you through the whole hospital. Yes, they do. Yep. It's a parade. No, it's a pre-baby parade. <laughs> She's just doing a beauty queen way. I had had that from my fake thought I was going yeah. into Labor Day. So yeah. And it's a long yeah, stroll. <laughs> it is. It's a long stroll. So we get into the prep room basically where they like check you, make sure uh, you're ready, do all the pre-procedure stuff. And they were like, oh, you're at a five. Great job. And I was like, what? I went from a two to a five in like you less said, than 24 hours. I could have been hours. here with <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> two other centimeters with an epidural. Correct. Um, and so uh, we were in there for probably an hour. And this is one of the things that Gray and I still laugh about. Uh, Callie and I would text sometime about. <laughs> what? Y'all, the, like, did your mucus, y'all. I don't know if this should be like edited or what, but the mucus plug, it's a thing. Yeah, we're not editing that out. Okay, it's cool. real. Okay, <laughs> it's really real. So Callie was like, have you lost yours? Because mine would come hers, out hers in like come pieces. Out pers- right. No, I, I never had any of that. But so I, I for like a I, week before. I thought it had come out because I don't never seen one before. Sure. How big is it supposed to be? Right. We get up off of that table it was one of the most intimate moments my husband and I have ever shared in my life. It doesn't involve anything like marital intimacy. Like it's more intimate plug. than me having a baby. Right. That was like one of the, I literally get up off the table and I look down and I'm like, oh my God. What is that? This right here seals the deal, baby. You ain't going nowhere. You can't ever get away laugh. from me now. So that was like a fun. It was huge, like like how shocking. Big? Probably like what, a grapefruit what, a size of softball. Yeah, grapefruit. Dang, like diameter. Yeah, or like as a whole. I, I mean, I didn't pick it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nurse, hold on one second. <laughs> I'd like to get a feel for this. <laughs> oh man! Oh, so geez. we. Uh, they finally are like, yeah, we'll admit you. And they we said our- if that sucker came out on the table, you could stay. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so um, we had, 
I got there, I was a five. By the time I got into my room, I was a seven. Dang. So I was like progressing pretty fast. And so the doctor that was on call. And what time? This is like 10 p.m.? Uh, this is probably like 1 a.m. Oh, wow. At that time. Like by the time we like went through the whole process. Yeah. Got through everything. It's like 1 a.m. Um, and again, my doctor is gone. (laughs) So, so I had already kind of like come to terms with that. I was sad, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I think for me going into everything, I just didn't want to be hung up. Like I didn't want to be disappointed. And I think the only time you really get disappointed is if you're like, it has to be this way or no way at all. Yeah. That's good. And, um, for me, like I just, I needed the process to happen. And if I trusted, I needed to trust the medical doctors that were there and, uh, yeah, there are ideals for everything, but if it doesn't play out, does it change the fact that my daughter's coming? No. So I kind of just like went into it and, the doctor she was awesome she was so encouraging but we get in that room and i'm at a seven (laughs) and i've been in labor for i still haven't calculated how many hours it was it was obviously over 24 hours um and i looked at her and i was like so um when can i get an epidural (laughs) there's only one anesthesiologist in the whole hospital and that's er and everything and so he was on the other side of the hospital where I had been wheeled from. And I was like, you so why to, couldn't you hook you me up to, to the get... tap back there? <laughs> Correct. Um, and for me, I initially, again, going back to birthing plan, like I didn't want an epidural. Yeah. Um, but I also wasn't opposed to it because yeah, everyone says like it is, it's an empowering Don't try thing. To be a hero. Right. <laughs> it's an empowering thing to like have a baby as a woman. Like yeah. the fact that you can create, like life is created inside your womb. Um, and the whole process, like it's beautiful, however you decide to go through it. Um, and I really was like, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to do this. And I mean, I got to a seven, um, which is a really big deal. Yeah. It was, it was really far. Yeah. You should be really (laughs) proud of yourself. Well, I was about at the threshold where they like stop giving you the epidural, which is why I was like, um, can he come please? Because if he didn't come soon, I was going to miss the window to be able to have the epidural. <laughs> um, and I also saying that I had been in labor for so long, I was tired. Yeah. And so being tired, I just needed some relief. And you like, hadn't slept in hadn't like days. Slept, days, hadn't slept. Um, and so great. He videoed me once I got my epidural, but Oh man, it was a night and day difference. Like so much relief. I was like able to like talk because you're like bearing down with this pain that thankfully once you get to a hospital, like you can see all of that happening on a screen, which is a lot more helpful. Like Gray could watch whenever the contractions were coming in and could like help me. Um, But before that, you're just kind of like surprised every time and just like holding, (laughs) holding the pain. Um, and so I had an epidural, I was at a seven, the doctor was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. By 9am, by the time my shift's over, you're going to have this baby. It's going to be great. Um, well, I got the epidural and it slowed things down, like everyone says. Um, and so I kind of stalled out. Um, and I was at like a eight or nine for probably mm, eight hours. Which oh is crazy. my goodness. Yeah. So that they finally gave me an epidural about 2 a.m. And they thought I was going to have her by 9 a.m. And uh, we weren't we weren't moving into anything until 4 p.m. 
the next day. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, um, I had switched over shifts and they're right. Whenever people to a tell second you doctor. to another doctor, um, and he was kind too. Um, but what was really great was my nurse was someone that I actually knew. And so that made things feel a lot more peaceful, even though it's also really weird because she's the one that's like all up in your business. Sure. Um, and then they always have these um, people that are being educated. And so they invite more people into the room to learn. <laughs> um, so I had like three nurses with us all the time to like learn the whole process. Um and so she just kind of helps do a lot of different things throughout the day. Like they tried different positions um, and tried doing Pitocin to try to help speed things up, to help my body move and progress. And things just were not happening. Um, and so that was like the hard part was like we were doing so good. And then all of a sudden it kind of came to a screeching halt. And everything that we were trying to make me progress, to help me progress, was not working, was not happening. Um and so what ended up happening was around 4 p.m. I had been pushing for about an hour. Um, and the doctor, there's all these numbers that you can like spout off that I won't. But um, she had like started to descend um, into my birth canal and I was pushing, but she wasn't moving like she wasn't progressively going down. Mm. Um, and so um, they had come to me and they basically said like, hey, um, we think that your pelvis is too narrow for her to fit through. Um, and so you're kind of stuck. So you can keep pushing if you want to, if you want to keep trying. Or the other option is a C-section. And so at that point, again, I had already come to terms with like, however this happens, it happens. And I felt like I had given a valiant effort for pushing, for going through the whole process. Yes. I didn't feel like I was robbed of anything. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was able to experience the majority of the process in general. Um, and so whenever they brought it to me, it was like, well, I can push and she could potentially be stuck for longer and something could happen or we could get her out and it'd be okay. Um, so we just decided to do a C-section um, right then and there. And once once you say C-section, they're like, oh, yeah. whisk you away. Two minutes flat, like Grace putting on his scrubs and they're wheeling me out. So the experience y'all had, walking yourselves into the OR, I was wheeled into the OR. And you also had jelly legs at that point. Right, right, right. So. There was no, I was not getting up at all. Oh, that was another part. My, uh, you, they have like a little knob. Um, and the epidural, they had, someone had hit it. And so it had stopped. Oh my gosh. So I was like feeling, um, the contractions again and all the stuff. So that was fun. Bless right. you. Um, so they put, they get me into the OR at this point. I hadn't eaten for, I don't know how long. Um, and it was for, I don't know why it just felt like everything turned into this massive whirlwind. They get you in there and so then they want to get the baby out quick. So they start to cut me open. And again, I don't really, I remember they didn't tie my arms down. I remember having my arms stretched out, Grace sitting next to my head. Um, they cut me open. And then I start to like feel, not feel, but feel the sure. movement the of him trying to get Evie out. Which is the weirdest feeling in the world. It is really weird. But for me, it was like making me sick. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, what they were trying to do was, the nurse was on one side of where they had cut me open and the doctor was on the other side and they were trying to get her head unlodged from my pelvis. Um, and so when they did that, 
Um, there's a lot of things that happened. She was fine. They got her out, but in the process, they ended up nicking my left fallopian tube. And so I started to bleed out. Oh my gosh. So they had pulled Evie out. They were cleaning her, taking care of her. I was watching that whole process. Gray got to hold her, brought her over. Then I started throwing up. I threw up on him. And then all of a sudden they put me under. And so like, I don't remember until Gray tells me, I don't remember anything that happened from there. And so, uh, I wake up probably an hour, hour and a half after, and we're in the recovery room. And that's when I finally get to like hold my girl and meet her and everything. But they had basically had to like suture me up and stop all the bleeding and all the crazy stuff. And so it was a pretty like dramatic yeah. thing. Gray was really nervous. Um, rightfully so. And um, just didn't know, like, because they all went silent. Like, y'all were talking about how they were, like, talking and having conversation. They went silent once the bleeding started. And so at that moment, he's holding his new daughter, but watching his wife start to bleed out. And so I think it was just this, like, really intense moment for him that he had to live while I was not even, like, aware Mm -hmm. of what was going on. And so... Um, afterwards, the whole process was really sweet in the hospital, but it was like nothing I expected. And again, birthing plan, they're great, but so many things happen. And so that's what your doctor said is like, do you trust me? Do you trust me? I'll make the right call. Um, and so overall, like I'm thankful for everything I got to experience and she's here. She's healthy. She's wonderful. Yeah. So it was a crazy ride though. Crazy. Sorry for the long story. It was a long process. three very different (laughs) C-sections. Yeah. Like three C-sections, but three very different experiences. Yeah, absolutely. But moral of the story is like, even if you're a planner, I really love what you said where you're like, you just wanted to focus on the good thing that was happening, which was your daughter's coming. Yeah. And why take away with that? Because a plan was ruined. Like that's so, such good advice. Like for any pregnant mom out there, because you don't want to look back on the day your child was born and be like, oh, yeah, this didn't happen and this didn't happen. And like, remember those things when it's like, wait a second, a much better thing happened, which is you became a mom or, you know, a mom for a second time or whatever. So that's really good. I really, really good. Disappointed. I don't feel like I walked away disappointed at all. Which like, (laughs) you're so amazing because everything that happened to you and you're like, it was (laughs) such a good day. I mean, like really scary stuff, but you can like on the other side say like, no, like I really, I'm thankful for what my birth story looked like. Right. And I don't, I don't know. You just don't want to be mad. You don't want to be, it's a whole new chapter for you and your spouse. It's like all the things that you could like tie yourself to. Why tie yourself to all of those things? Let down expectations. Yeah. So like we even like brought music into the room. Mm -hmm. I had created a playlist to just kind of set an atmosphere. I'm not like a huge oils person, but I am a scent person. And so we brought some oils in to help like calm the room and just everything so that it would all just be kind of peaceful, but wasn't hung up on like they gave me a charcuterie or didn't give me a charcuterie. Yeah whatever you've had a lot of charcuterie in your life so it's okay and I mean it wasn't like wonderful either so to make you feel better I was throwing up after mine so I didn't eat for like three days Ooh, <laughs> Listen, did you have I a first like, meal no like I mean I they started feeding me because I was in the hospital two days since I had my baby late at night they kept me two nights um which I think is norm 
Well, not anymore. For C-sections, they say just one day is okay. But if you have your baby late in the day, then like, because Callie just stayed one night. The only reason I stayed one night is because my doctor came to me and she said, hey, uh, today's Friday, the day after I had her. And she said, I'm not on call this weekend. So if you want to go home at any time that is early tomorrow, I trust you. You can just go home today. We were trying to bust out. Yeah. Like the... Well, because my whole thing was like, okay, I'm at this point, like the abdominal block has worn off. I'm hurting all of that stuff that goes along with C-section. I mean, it wasn't unbearable, but it didn't feel great. But I was thinking, okay, well, I can either um, lay here in this hospital bed in pain or I can be at my own house. Yes. And with my own things and all of that and, you know, yeah, I don't have a nurse, but like. They're not doing a whole lot for me other than just monitoring me right now. So Yeah. Oh, and waking you up every 30 minutes. Yeah, and coming to draw your blood at 3 a.m. I had a sweet friend drop off uh, food for us. So I hardly ate any of the hospital food because we were there for two days too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't but eat they any hospital food at all. Sushi. Oh, wow. And something else that you're not supposed to drop off. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get all the secrets on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta do it for yourself. You can't like they were like, "What is it? What is something that you like haven't (laughs) been able to eat?" She said, "I need a margarita." (laughs) I literally, I told my husband, I was like, "When I'm giving birth, you better be shaking that margarita can or whatever it is that you do it in (laughs) the little uh, what were those called? Mm -hmm. The shaker, little cup thing." Yeah. I don't know, whatever. But he that didn't is. have a chance to prep because yeah, that's weren't. rude. I know. I looked at him. I was like, "You failed." I asked you for said, one thing. I threw the hospital bag in the car in preparation, <laughs> but you didn't throw. I asked for the one portable bar. Thing. <laughs> it's rude. Okay, well, this was <laughs> awesome. I think this is a good place to land. Um, love birth stories. Love all this. I've always been really interested in hearing like other people's birth stories. So, hopefully. Moms Club, New Moms Club, you loved hearing our stories. And I'm going to have Faith and Callie back to talk about the transition into motherhood and all of those good things. Well, not for Callie, but kind of because no, of absolutely postpartum and all of that. And so we'll see you next week for episode two. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.